Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast live stream. This is Frank. I am the host of the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. It is 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Uh, So hopefully I'm getting people from around the country watching this live stream. And welcome to the show. This is a movie podcast. The tagline of the podcast is I discuss and review movies new and old. Uh, Tonight's going to be a little different episode. Uh, This is going to be episode 80. I will not be reviewing a movie tonight um, as I was going to review the second Boss Baby movie that I watched with my son today. took him to the movies. It was fun to go back to the theater. Uh, It's kind of nice that things are getting back to normal and we're able to see movies in theater. So that was a great experience and uh, I enjoyed the movie today. Uh, I think it's good for kids. So quick Boss Baby 2 review. If you like the first one, I think you'll like it. The kids will like it as well. So I'll leave it at that. But I wanted to discuss director Richard Donner. So as I was actually exiting the movie with my son and checking my phone and going on Twitter real quick, I started to see posts regarding the death of director Richard Donner. Now, if you're not familiar with his work, he's been a director for quite a long time. He came up in the 50s and 60s in television, uh, directed classic television like The Twilight Zone, Wanted Dead or Alive. He actually directed the classic Nightmare on 20, at 23,000 feet episode of The Twilight Zone with William Shatner. That's the one if you're familiar with it. He's a passenger on a plane and he sees a gremlin or some kind of monster on the wing of the plane and nobody else can see it. That was actually one of the episodes that was remade in The Twilight Zone movie that came out, I believe, in 1983. Uh, that was a film that was directed by four different directors. It was, I believe, George Miller, Steven Spielberg, Joe Dante, and John Landis directed four different segments uh, of the Twilight Zone movie. So Richard Donner was in television through the 60s and 70s, and he got his breakthrough in film uh, in 1976 by directing the supernatural thriller The Omen. So if you're familiar with that movie, that introduces Damien, who is revealed to be the son of Satan. Uh, The movie had Gregory Peck in it, a very classic uh, horror movie of the 70s atmospheric, thrilling, scary, some gore in it, but uh, he became well-known for that movie as well. And Richard Donner studied under another great director, Martin Ritt. If you are familiar with his work, he directed Norma Ray. he directed Murphy's Romance, also directed a really good film that I will review on the podcast at some point called Nuts, starring Barbara Streisand and Richard Dreyfuss, which is a really good movie. Uh, Martin Ritt, very good director as well. Richard Donner's from that generation of directors that came out of television. So um, it would be like Martin Ritt, Sidney Lumet, Richard Donner, that generation of directors that came out of directing either live television or, or scripted film television. So Richard Donner is very sad to hear this, uh, this news today that he had passed away at age 91 and uh, hit me pretty hard because the film that he directed among many great films, and I'll get into it as we talk to it. So before we get into that, though, let me do a little quick housekeeping. So I am live now, obviously, if you're watching. Uh, I am now live on you, the YouTube channel, which is Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. I'm live on now the Facebook channel, which is Let Me Bend Your Ear. So tonight will be the first episode that's actually streaming there at the live uh, Facebook page. I'm also streaming on Twitter at Bend Your Ear Pod. And I'm also streaming uh, friends of mine that follow my personal Facebook. I'm there as well. And I am also on Twitch, which is Bend Your Ear Pod. So I'm live right now on all those platforms. If you want to talk 
about Richard Donner or his films, please feel free to interrupt me at any point. Uh, I will be able to bring you on. I am going to put the link in the chat area. So all you have to do is click on that link. It's browser based. It'll pull up a browser and you will be able to either chat with me uh, in the chat if you don't want to come on or you can come on audio only or if you want to come on video, which would be great. I'd love to interact and have you come on live with me to discuss Richard Donner or any of his movies. So I'm going to go into my tribute to him, the movies that he's directed, kind of talk about that. So feel free to interrupt me at any point during that discussion. Uh, if nobody comes on, that's fine. I'll do it solo, but I would love to have somebody come on. Uh, if you listen to the last episode that's airing now with Gremlins, we actually got our first live guest, which was great. So hopefully uh, we'll get some more tonight. So again, feel free to interrupt me in the chat or uh, to come on or ask me a question or come on the show with me and we can discuss Richard Donner. So let me go ahead and do that now. So I don't have to worry about it later. Give me a second. I'm going to put the link in the chat. All right, there you go. You should be able to see the link there in the chat and feel free to come on. Or like I said, if you're watching on either Twitter or Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, just uh, chat in there and then ask me any questions that you have. All right, so back to Richard Donner. So he is a director that's very special to me and my love of movies. If you've listened to this podcast before, there's five movies that I always identify as movies that shaped my lifelong love of movies. And those five movies in no particular order are Goodfellas, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Superman the Movie, Schindler's List, and Citizen Kane. Those are the five movies that have shaped my love of movies, and they've come at different times in my life. But Richard Donner directed Superman the Movie, which was released in 1978. Now, I've discussed Superman the Movie a couple of times on this podcast. I have not done a review of the movie that's going to be something that I probably save for a milestone episode because I'm going to do a deep dive on that movie. I've seen it so many times and this movie probably above the other five or the other of all the five that I just mentioned to you right now is the most special to me because it's the first movie I've, I saw in a theater that moved me to the point that really sparked and ignited my lifelong love of movies. So that movie always holds a special place in my heart and Richard Donner, a special place there as he created my film fandom. I had seen movies before Superman the movie, and I was I was a child at this point. I was smaller. I had seen some of the Disney live-action films before Superman came out. But Superman was really the first movie, as I've stated before on the podcast, that's transported me to another place. Uh, and that's when movies are at their greatest, when they take you to another world, another place, another time, and really transport you into the story. And now, mind you, when I saw Superman in 1978, I was not a kid that read comic books, so I didn't have that basis. Really, my only inter my only knowledge of Superman was the old 50s television series that starred George Reeves as Superman. Didn't read the comic books, didn't do that, or watching actually even more recently than that at the time was the Justice League or Super Friends cartoon. And people that grew up in the 70s and early 80s know that cartoon. So basically, that's the iteration of the Justice League in an animated form on Saturday mornings on uh, on abc so that's where i really knew superman from as well even though that was like batman and stuff but you saw superman there now to see superman uh in the big screen like i said i didn't have the comic book uh relation to go there so it was really something that moved me and it was just the movie was so well done 
from the opening credits of of John Williams music to the opening in Krypton. And as the movie progresses, it's 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 a wonderful film. Like I said, I'm not gonna get too deep into a review of Superman, but I will say this: Richard Donner is the reason that that movie is as great as it is. And if you've seen any documentaries about the making of Superman or any interviews with Richard Donner, which I have, or listened to podcasts where he's done some interviews discussing Superman, he came onto the project and he was able to really put his stamp on it. And when he took the director's chair for this movie, he had a very clear vision and the most important part of it. And he communicated it to every department that was involved in making Superman was two things. One, taking it seriously. The original script for Superman, which was written by Mario Puzo, who is the author of The Godfather, and of course wrote the screenplay for The Godfather as well with Francis Ford Coppola. So it is. it was more jokey, more funny, not very serious. So Richard Donner immediately scrapped that version of the screenplay. Uh, I know Leslie Newman and... Um, I forgot the, uh, the other writer's name, uh, the, who was also a director, but they came and co-wrote the screenplay. But uh, Donner brought in Tom Mankiewicz. He's credited as a creative consultant, but he actually did an extensive rewrite of the Superman screenplay. And it's basically what you end up seeing in the movie, a more serious take on it, a very grounded take on it. And he also communicated to all the departments the importance of making this seem as real as possible, taking it seriously that way. And the tagline on the poster, if you look at the poster for Superman, the movie is, you'll believe that a man can fly. And I think he succeeded. I posted on Twitter earlier tonight. He succeeded in that in spades. It Again, by taking the material seriously and trying to tell a story. And the other great thing about Richard Donner, and you'll notice this in his other films. I'll discuss some of his other films uh, as I do this tribute tonight. And again, if you want to come on, uh, come into the chat. Let me know. Uh, come on and discuss Richard Donner. I'll be happy to discuss with anyone who wants to come on. But one of the beautiful things about Superman is the non-action scenes in the film are some of the best in the movie. First of all, the cast is great. Of course, leading with Christopher Reeve as Superman, who at that time was an unknown actor. And he's the perfect Superman, but more so he's the more perfect Clark Kent. And that's, I think, the key to Superman, the movie. He's great as Superman. He's fantastic. But he's really great at Clark Kent. And, of course, the major conceit of Superman is he looks exactly the same, except he's wearing glasses and has a suit on for his job as a reporter. And Christopher Reeves does a wonderful job in making Clark Kent a completely different person than Superman. And you have to believe that. If you don't believe that at all, and you just say it's Superman with glasses then it doesn't work and then the movie doesn't work. And Christopher Reeve, through Richard Donner's direction, is phenomenal at it. Margot Kidder is great. And of course, the, the great cast of the film. I mean, it's it's too large to even name. Marlon Brando. You have uh, Glenn Floor. Again, Glenn Ford, excuse me, as, as, as Clark's dad. You have, of course, Gene Hackman. You have just the great actors in this movie uh, that, are, that are all throughout Superman. But again... Richard Donner's mission statement was to make sure that everyone working on the film took the film seriously and presented the movie seriously. And I am not overstating that. 
every comic book movie that you see today, whether it's a Marvel movie or a DC movie, owes a debt of gratitude to that film that came out in 1978. Because that was really the first superhero film that handled the material seriously, but yet still had the light enough touch for some humor, for some for some lightness in it as well. And I, I, I think it's a perfect superhero movie. I have no issues with, with Superman. And again, I, I won't get into a full-scale review of it, but I just wanted to get some highlights. I'm sure anybody that's listening to this podcast or watching right now understands the greatness of that film. Now, again, it, it meant a lot to me because as an eight-year-old watching that film, it really shaped my love of movies. Uh, and the one that came a couple of years after that, which I've already reviewed for the podcast, which is Raiders of the Lost Ark, really cemented it. So that movie came out three years later, 1981. That really cemented my love of movies. But Superman the movie, make no mistake for me, is the film that ignited my lifelong love of film. And for that, I'll be indebted to all the people that worked on Superman. And then, of course, uh, Richard Donner, the director as well now if he had stopped there he would have had a phenomenal career so you've got him basically creating the comic book movie genre in 1978 let's fast forward a little bit to the 1980s now he's already done the omen he's done superman he makes a movie uh well actually let me let me back up a little bit there's a there's a smaller movie that he made called lady hawk which is a fantasy adventure starring Matthew Broderick and Michelle Pfeiffer and Rutger Hauer. So I need to revisit that movie. I haven't seen it in a very long time. But he directed that film, a lot of fans of that movie. So let me I want to mention that movie because I know that's a movie that a lot of people love. But we're going to go a little bit further than that. A couple of years later, he directed a film, which I think anyone that's an 80s movie fan knows very well, which is The Goonies. So The Goonies, of course, was directed by Richard Donner, written by Chris Columbus, who also wrote Gremlins, which is the uh, movie that I reviewed in the episode that's out right now. Uh, that's uh, directed by Joe Dante. Chris Columbus was a prolific screenwriter in the 80s. He wrote the screenplay for Goonies. And that movie, just like Gremlins, was also executive produced by Steven Spielberg, who uh, wrote a very nice tribute to uh, Richard Donner. If you can check it out on Twitter tonight uh, upon Richard's death. But The Goonies is another seminal 80s movie. So, of course, you know the plot. It's a, it's a group of teenagers uh, that go on a treasure hunt. Their town is about to be taken over by some corporate interests that are buying up all the land and are kicking all the, all the, all the residents out. And they go upon this treasure hunt while being chased by this these gang of criminals, basically a mom and the two brothers, uh, one played by Robert Davi, the great actor, always playing a heavy, and then the other played by... Joe Pantoliano, who you've seen in everything, Memento, Matrix, The Sopranos. Uh, so, and then Anne Maranzi is the mom who was also in Danny DeVito's Throw Mama from the Train. So she's great. So it's just a, and I saw that movie when I was 15. So it was a fun movie. You have Sean Astin and Josh Brolin, Martha Plimpton, Corey Feldman in the cast, among others. And it's just a fun, rollicking adventure that really i think resonated with kids from the 80s because it's really a movie about a kid's adventure which you don't really see a lot of in the movies and mainstream movies of just an adventure where it really involves children unless it's you know on a kid's channel or it's a kid's show per se so a mainstream movie that really tackled kids as the the main characters all of them and really the adults are in the background other than the uh, obviously the antagonist the, uh, the the criminals are trying to get the gold as well but uh it's a fun movie and it's made. And like I said, Richard Donner 
just has a, a touch with actors and with performances. And that's really the common thread. If you watch any Richard Donner film is he gets great human performances out of the actors, just kind of a lot of humanity and a lot of depth to the performances. And I saw on Twitter tonight and I thought it was a very excellent point. And I think even I fall into this trap sometimes. I think Richard Donner really didn't get a lot of the respect that he deserved because a lot of the movies he made were quote unquote mainstream movies or commercial movies. So when you make movies in that kind of vein, you're kind of dismissed because, you know, of course, when everybody talks about directors, they'll talk about, and I do as well, and I'm fans of them as well. You always talk about the Steven Spielbergs or the Martin Scorsese's or the Francis Ford Coppola's or the Spike Lee's or the Quentin Tarantino's or Paul Thomas Anderson. You always bring up directors of films that are, you know, critically acclaimed for the most part are about, you know, bigger themes or, or, or not commercial in the sense that they're not just you go in, you sit down for two hours and have a good time. And it's not to say any of these directors haven't made movies like that, but I think, you know what I mean? When you talk about things like that, you don't Richard Donner's name doesn't come. I think to a lot of movie buffs minds when they go, Oh, give me a name of a great director. And I, that's not fair because it's almost like it's the kind of the same thing with pop music. I'm a big fan of pop music. I'm a fan of all genres of music. And I think pop music gets short shrift as well. If you're a fantastic pop artist, whether you're a songwriter, a singer, performer, producer, a lot of times I think pop music is dismissed as light and fluffy. So it's not taken seriously when uh, a perfectly crafted pop song is a wonderful thing and it's, and it's art and it's beautiful. When it's beautifully done, you can be appreciated. Same thing with movies. And I think Richard Donner gets a lot of short shrift because he directed commercial movies. But I can tell you as a child of the eighties and a movie goer of the eighties, he shaped a lot of the movie going experiences that I had in a very positive way. So obviously from the Goonies, two years later in 1987, he basically reinvigorates the cop movie or even the buddy cop genre movie with Lethal Weapon. Now, a couple of years earlier, you had 48 Hours with, with Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. But Lethal Weapon, and I remember when I saw that movie in 1987 when it opened, and it did phenomenal box office. It was a, It's a great action movie. And the sequels that followed, I think, are good as well. I haven't seen... I've seen the first three. I haven't seen four and five, but especially Lethal Weapon 1 and Lethal Weapon 2. Lethal Weapon 1 is great. I think like every origin film, it is the darkest one. I think what I appreciate about Lethal Weapon 1, uh, first of all, the two leads, Danny Glover and Mel Gibson are fantastic, but I think Mel Gibson, especially in Lethal Weapon, is good because that's when you get introduced to his character and and you almost forget when you watch the later movies, but in that first movie, he was basically reeling from the death of his wife and was was suicidal legitimately suicidal there's a great scene where he's thinking about killing himself and uh, when he's partnered up with with uh, with Murtaugh Danny Glover's character and their interaction and their relationship and look there's just some great ass action in there violence action and the uh, the end of the movie is fantastic so it's a classic movie and Lethal Weapon 2 is a strong sequel so he goes from Goonies to Lethal Weapon and basically becomes a hit machine you know, regarding, you know, box office returns. And then, of course, you come back, uh, you know, he does the Lethal Weapon movies and reinvents the kind of the buddy cop movie. And then in the 90s, he still directed as well more Lethal Weapons. And then he became a super successful producer. He produced Radio Flyer. He produced the X, the original X-Men and X-Men Origins. And he was co-producing movies with his wife, Lauren Schuler Donner. 
So he became a, a just a prolific director. And actually another film he directed in the 90s was Maverick, which was a movie version of the television series that starred James Garner. And James Garner was actually in the film with Jodie Foster and Mel Gibson. Now, the thing about Maverick, first of all, it's a, it's a, it's a hell of an entertaining movie. It's a con man movie. And I'm a fan of Jodie Foster. If you want to see one of the great Jodie Foster performances, watch Maverick because Jodie Foster is just having fun in that movie. Like, I don't think I can remember a performance or a movie that Jodie Foster has been in. And like I said, I'm a huge fan of Jodie Foster. She was fantastic in Silence of the Lambs. Of course, she won an Oscar for The Accused, which uh, she was phenomenal in that movie as well. You know, obviously, Zary's heavy drama, but she's just a fun funny, sexy kind of con woman in Maverick, and she's fantastic. It's one of the great Jodie Foster performances. So definitely check out that movie, especially if you're a fan of Jodie Foster and have not seen it. Uh, Maverick, another great movie directed by Richard Donner. So again, um, talking live about Richard Donner, the director that passed away today at age 91, a director of many great films. And like I said, check out Maverick uh, if you haven't seen it. Another thing I was very heartened to read as I was reading the news about Richard Donner's passing and the actors and other people that work with him. And this is always great to hear because, you know, there's a lot of people in Hollywood that are, you know, just like in life that are not very good people. And there are a lot of people that maybe you appreciate their work and are big fans of that are not very good human beings and don't really have good personal lives. And of course, there's always a debate, you know, art versus artist. Is it really your concern as long as you like their work? So it was really great to see and read. And I had heard this before that Richard Donner just basically entered love and respect wherever he worked and the people that worked with him loved him and the actors that worked with him were, were fans of his and loved him and respected him. So it was great to see some of the tributes. I saw Sean Astin from Goonies um, talk to him, uh, talk about how he cared about everyone. And as a 12 year old kid, it was great to see a director that cared and uh, Danny Glover and Mel Gibson, of course, commented and they were heartbroken at his death. And and just people spoke very highly of him as a person, not only as a great director, but just as a person. And for me, like I said, you know, the movies are the movies. And if you love the movies, you love the movies. And that's that's fine. And I, I agree with that to a certain extent. But it's always great to hear when people really respect someone and really just respect the human being that they are. So that just makes it even all the more lovely to hear you know upon someone's passing that there were that was a person that they respected and that they really uh, appreciated so again um on live now here i'm on twitter at bend your ear pod the youtube channel is bend your ear podcast or let me bend your ear podcast the facebook page is let me bend your ear and if you follow me on my personal page i'm there as well and i'm also on twitch so again, uh, if anybody has any comments, please feel free to chat in the chat room. If you want to come on the air, the link is available right there in the chat. If you don't see it for some reason, let me know. It should be visible wherever you're watching this video right now. So I know it's late. It's 1120, I think, on the East Coast. But if you're watching on the West Coast or, or a couple hours behind, uh, check it out. Uh, again, you can check out the current episode on the audio stream, on the audio feed, which is Gremlins. That's out now. Uh, obviously, if you're watching this episode 80 live you'll get a sneak preview this episode will drop um, that i'm doing now uh, this coming weekend so again i would love to hear any comments you have about richard donner if you want to just chat in the chat room I'll, I'll read the chats out loud if you want to come on audio only we can have a discussion about richard donner and his films 
or if you want to come on live with me on the video, please uh, let me know which way you want to do it. We can do it any way you want. Uh, again, if you've listened to the show over the last couple of months, I've been very clear in my desire to grow the podcast, interact with people in multiple platforms, and grow the show. That's really been my goal. And like I said, my uh, my downloads have gone up. The interaction has gone up. So I want to thank everybody that's been listening either by watching the lives or by watching the videos later or by going on the audio podcast feed. So if you listen on the audio feed, thank you so much. This is how the podcast started. This is what it'll always be. The audio can be heard on Spotify or wherever you get podcasts. And you can also download the audio podcast whenever you want from the website. The website is letmebendyourear.com. And a couple things I would ask if you see the show on social media, especially on my Twitter, I always obviously put links to episodes, live videos. If you can share and retweet if you're a fan of the show, I would really appreciate that. That's one great way you can help the show reach a wider audience. So if you can do that, I would really appreciate it. Another way you can do it is if you listen to the audio feed specifically, please rate and review the show. If you're a fan of the show, please you know give it a five-star review and um, put your review on what you think of the show. And this is really important. You'll hear podcasts, big and small, asking for this. And the reason that we all do is the more ratings and reviews a show has on a particular platform, when someone is seeking out a movie podcast, the more ratings and reviews any show can generate, the higher the show shows up in the search results. So if somebody's looking for a movie podcast and uh, there's a show with a ton of ratings and reviews, especially really positive ones, those will move to the top tier of the search results. And of course, for me, I am an independent podcaster. I'm a one-man show, one-man production team. So the really the only two ways I can get out there is through my interaction on social media, other people sharing my content on social media, and ratings and reviews. So outside of that, you know, without having a name or being a big name po podcast, you know, a lot of actors, directors have podcasts. So obviously, they have built-in following. So the way for a small podcast uh, like myself to get any traction is to really have the the listeners and viewers that are fans of it engage on social media and share and retweet. So if you do that, that'd be great. And if uh, you are not a movie fan, you've run into the podcast and checked it out, maybe think uh, a friend or family member might enjoy it. Hey, feel free to do that. If it's not for you, I get that. There's a, there's 4 million podcasts and whatever you're into, I'm sure you can find one. If this is not one, but you think a friend might like it or a family member might like it, please uh, recommend it to them as well. Just let them know, hey, this guy talks movies. He loves movies. And that's what I do. Like I said, the tagline is I discuss and review movies new and old. So that's what I do. And uh, you'll see me on Twitter. And I talk movies all day long. I love discussing movies, just discussing directors and my love of movies. And Richard Donner being a perfect example. Again, he passed away today at age 91. And as I stated a little bit earlier, he was a formative influence in my love of movies through his direction of, of Superman the movie. And then, of course, subsequent movies that I've been big fans of. The Omen, Lethal Weapon, Goonies, Maverick. So it's it's a it's a big loss, and he was a talented talented man. And like I said, I think uh, a lot more respect is due to him based on the success and the skill that he directed his films. And it's a it's a it's a sad loss. It's funny because I know over the last couple of years, I've seen a couple of interviews with him. I actually heard him on a podcast probably about a year and a half ago do a, a long form interview, which was great to to hear because I never really saw an interview long form with with Richard Donner and he was talking about the experience of Superman and what happened and why he ended up quitting 
you know, before Superman two was completed and kind of that whole story. And then his, his opportunity to come back in 2006 and, and, and finish Superman two, his version of that film, uh, which I have on, uh, on DVD, but uh, it was great to hear him talk about it. And he, there had been kind of talk about a sequel to Goonies. Now I know the more cynical movie fan and even probably me to a certain extent is like a sequel to Goonies. Mm, not really. You know, it's a kid's movie. They're all adults. What what really can you do? And I know they were kicking around ideas. And from what I read, I think a lot of the cast would have been interested in coming back. And here's where I think is a tribute to Richard Donner. I think a lot of the cast would have come back because they loved working with him. And I think that says a lot about him. I think a lot of directors, if, if they would have approached making a sequel to Goonies, you know, and especially an actor like Josh Brolin, who's had a huge career uh, since then. And even Sean Astin, who's, who's done Lord of the Rings, was in Stranger Things would have balked at the idea, but the fact that they even entertained the thought of revisiting Goonies, if Richard Donner was ready to go, shows me that they trusted him, that if he was going to present an idea to them that he was willing to direct, that they would trust him, that the script would be good. So that says a lot about who, what they thought about him and him as a director. So for me, and I know the other talk was maybe doing another Lethal Weapon as well, kind of a last one to wrap it up. So I'm going to say the movie fan in me, the movie buff in me was kind of excited to see what would have happened there. I'm sure like the realistic part of me was saying, yeah, maybe it's better left undone and unsaid and, and, and the movies speak for themselves and there's no need to revisit it. Cause obviously we have the, the, the kind of the skepticism regarding Indiana Jones five. And again, I commented on that a couple of weeks ago in my Raiders of the Lost Ark interview. I'm, I'm a glass half full person. I mean, is it possible that the movie may not be good? Yeah, of course it's always possible that any movie's not good. But I'm going to choose to be a half, glass half full until I'm um, proven otherwise. So that would have been the same thing. To see Richard Donner direct one more movie before the end of his life would have been kind of cool to see. And he's a great director. So it's unfortunate that uh, that didn't come to fruition, whether it was a Goonie sequel, a Lethal Weapon sequel, or an original film on its own. So that's unfortunate that didn't happen. So again, uh, we're discussing the life and career of Richard Donner. So if anybody wants to come on, I'll be on here for a few more minutes. Uh, if somebody does want to come on, like I said, I'll stay on as long as uh, we need to, to have discussion. Uh, so if you want to chat, uh, I'll, I'll put some questions out there to maybe generate it. If anybody's out there now watching or listening, what's your favorite Richard Donner movie? Or what is it about his career that you found interesting? Uh, just post in the chat. I can answer you in the chat. Or if you want to come on, you can come on again. Uh, the chat link is in the uh, um, chat room. So if you want to go in there, you can just click on that. I'll see you. You just put your name in and I'll bring you in. Uh, you can, like I said, if you want to put on your camera, put it on. If you want to leave it off, our guest that came on last week for our Gremlins episode just came on with audio only. That's totally fine. Uh, I'll bring you in and then you'll be on the air with me live and then we'll have a discussion or answer a question if you have it. So I want to keep it open here for a few more minutes. So again, What's your favorite Richard Donner movie? What's uh, what's your favorite performance in one of his movies? What was it about his career that was special to you? Uh, do you have a special connection to him like I did regarding Superman and how that uh, kind of sparked my love of movies? Or were you a fan of Goonies? Any, any feedback you have on that, let me know. I'm interested to hear it. Uh, again, I'll be on here for a few more minutes. If, if no one comes on, then I'll just uh, go into the wrap-up and, uh, and give my final thoughts on Richard Donner. So while we're waiting for that, like I said... I was, I'm a big fan of his. I'm a big fan of his work. I think he varied genres. Like I said, he did action. He did adventure. He did a superhero movie. He did a horror movie. And uh, 
He did a movie actually that was interesting too called Conspiracy Theory. That was another movie he did with Mel Gibson as well. I had Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts. It's not one of my favorite Donner movies, but it was entertaining. And it's funny because, you know, kind of in the polarized climate that we live in now, not that I'm going to get too much into that. It's funny that a movie called Conspiracy Theory that was released in the 90s would uh, seem prescient today. So that's that's kind of interesting. So again, uh, this is a tribute to the late director, Richard Donner. As I was scrolling down Twitter today, I was really moved by some of the posts I've seen for people paying tribute to to Richard Donner, especially other directors. I saw uh, Edgar Wright and Zack Snyder and, of course, Steven Spielberg, who was, was close friends with Donner, uh, Kevin Smith. So all these directors that really pointed to really – all of his body of work, but I think that the common thread was was Superman the movie. Like I said, going back full circle for me and 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 why Richard Donner holds a special place in my heart as a movie fan is he took a movie that was probably going to be taken very unseriously and made it serious and made it clear to all the people working on the movie that the movie was going to be taken seriously, treated with respect and done with a high level of skill. And again, full circle going back to Superman the movie. It's it's a, it's a wonderful comic book movie. It's a wonderful movie period. Forget about comic book movie. And this is why Richard Donner is a great director. It's really regardless of a genre you're working in, to me as a fan, it's the most important thing that the movie is a good movie. And Superman the movie is a perfect example of that. I really believe if you're not a fan of comic books, which I was not, or even if you're not a fan of Superman, per se. It's a well-executed film that's well-acted and entertaining from start to finish and entirely rewatchable. And it is the precursor to what we see today. Any movie that's done well, any superhero movie that's done well, you are able to trace the roots back to Superman the movie. Like I said, it's it's perfectly done. It's perfectly cast. The music is fantastic. The cinematography is fantastic. And then, of course, all led by the phenomenal direction of Richard Donner. So, again, um, tribute to Richard Donner. He passed away today at age 91. Uh, big loss for the entertainment community and a big loss for me as a movie fan. And like I said, I'll be revisiting a lot of his films here probably over the next couple of weeks, starting with Superman, which will be a pleasure to watch for the however hundredth time I've been watching, you know, watch that film. So again, I'm going to be on here for a couple more minutes. Uh, if you want to chat with me, if you want to get on live, uh, this will be the last chance to do it. So come on, or if you have a question. So while I'm waiting for that, I'm going to do some closing housekeeping. Again, this is the let me bend your ear podcast. You're listening to episode or watching episode 80, my tribute to the great Richard Donner. This is an audio podcast. I review and discuss movies, new and old. You can watch these episodes live if you are right now, or if you want to watch the videos later, they're available at the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Let Me Bend Your Ear. The show is also available on the YouTube channel, which is Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. The show is also available on Twitch live. The replays are not there, but you can always watch it live. That's Bend Your Ear Pod. The videos are also going to be available on my Twitter page, the show's Twitter page, which is at Bend Your Ear Pod. So you, if you're watching it now, welcome. If you're going to watch it later, you'll see it there as well. I'll usually have the videos as my pinned tweet on my profile. So just go to at Bend Your Ear Pod, and you'll be able to see the 
this live video later on whenever you'd like at your leisure. If you want to email the show, if you have a suggestion about the show or a suggestion about a movie you'd like me to review, the email is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. If you listen to the audio feed later, that's great. This is what this is started to be was an audio podcast. It'll always be that as well. I've incorporated the video again to increase my reach and to increase my interaction with uh, fans of the show that are out there. So the audio pack podcast can be obtained on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. I can tell you it's officially on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Castbox, Podbean, Amazon Music. So all of those platforms will have it. So you can pick one of those. And again, I would ask if you really are a fan of the show and you want to help the show out, please rate and review. I'll give it a five-star review if you like it and review it. Again, that's another way you can help the show really grow. And that's what I really want the show to do is grow. Now, regarding the next phase of the podcast, you know, I was thinking about Patreon or ways that people can support the show financially if you do that. So I record live once a week, so I don't have... You know, I, I don't have Patreon specific things. So I, I was thinking about doing a Patreon, but I, I don't think I have enough content to justify some uh, asking for a monthly donation uh, to the show to give you exclusive content. So I'm kicking around a couple of ideas. So if you want to give, if you're moved to give one time or, or more than once, just go to PayPal and put in the podcast email, which is bendyourpodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel like uh, if it moves you to do it, go ahead and do so. I'm kicking around ideas if I'm going to maybe do some magnets or stickers or something to give as a reward for people that decide to give. So I'm kind of figuring that out. I'm sure at some point uh, as the show grows, I'll, I'll get to the point where I'll record exclusive content or things where I'll have a tiered system where if people want to contribute more regularly, I can be able to provide that content for people that uh, are nice enough to subscribe or, or, or contribute on a regular basis. But for now, like I said, this is a free podcast. If you decide to give or move to give, I'd appreciate it. Like I said, this is a one-man operation. Uh, the show has been on the air for about three years. I'm I'm proud of the fact that I've been able to do what I do with, with not much of a budget. So I'm pretty happy about that, actually. So it uh, creates less of a pressure to raise finances to keep the show going. So with the uh, technology evolving ever since I've started three years ago, it's made it easier for me. So if you do decide to give, what I can tell you is it's going to be used for uh, improved hardware and, uh, and and you know more ways to interact with you and come up with that. So that's basically what it's going to be for. And like I said, my overhead is low. I have the website and, uh, and the streaming software. So that's pretty much it. So if you decide, if you like what you hear and it moves you to give, like I said, just go to PayPal, put the Benjurier podcast at gmail.com. And I would appreciate it if you do. If not, that's great. That's no problem. And again, uh, what you can do if you don't give financially, the really the biggest way you can help me, as I stated a couple of minutes ago, is to like and share the show on your social media, especially Twitter, and to rate and review. So those are two things you can do that'll really, really help me out. And uh, like I said, I've I've seen an increase in my downloads, an increase in the interaction on social media. So all those things are really positive. And I say this every single show, and I really mean it. I, I, I enjoy this podcast so much. Like I said, I just passed a three-year anniversary. And this is something I really look forward to doing. And over the last couple of months, I've stuck to getting an episode out every single week. And I've been really happy to do that. And in turn, also incorporating the video element and the live element, which has been fantastic. 
So again, we had our first live guest uh, last week. I don't think we're going to have one today. It doesn't look like, but that's okay. That's totally cool. I'm going to keep this, like I said, every week, this, this avenue, this chain of communication, I'm going to keep open for anybody that wants to jump on, whether it's today or in a month or in a year, it doesn't matter. The beauty of me doing this show solo is I have the flexibility. If, if people come on, I can talk to them and interact with them. If they don't, then I can do the show as I normally do. So it's the best of both worlds. So again, if you are a passive listener or watcher and that's how you prefer to do it, hey, that's great. I'm glad to have you here. I see some people are on now, so thank you out there. So let me thank the people that are watching live out there. Thank you very much. I appreciate you watching the show. So thank you. Whether you come on or not, that doesn't matter. I appreciate you just the same. So again, uh, please check out the show on social media. At Bend Your Ear Pod is Twitter. At Bend Your Ear Pod is also Instagram and Twitch. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. That is Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. The Facebook page is Let Me Bend Your Ear. So if you could like that page and subscribe to the channel, like I said, it's it's great. It's not intrusive. Basically, what will happen is if you subscribe to the channel or like the page, when I go live on an episode like this, you'll just get a quick notification that I'm going live. So you can come see me when I'm live or you'll know when a new episode has been posted and you can watch it later on either YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. So like I said, it's not intrusive. It's, you know, like I said, you can be as active or passive as you'd like. So again, thank you for the people that have watched this live episode. Now I'm going to get, get ready to sign off. Again, my name is Frank. I am the host of the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. I review and discuss movies new and old. So I hope everybody has a fantastic week. I hope everybody had a good holiday. And uh, take care out there. Have a wonderful